What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rose, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Dew Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith, joined by Derek Terry, the Cats Paws. Derek, I actually thought last night when we published that podcast, I was like, what are we going to talk about on Monday? Because there's not really a ton right now that we didn't hit, but some news came out this morning that John Calipari asked Cameron Fletcher to step away from the basketball team. And and Derek, it's one thing to ask somebody to step away, but it's so out of character to not to not say just positive things about someone on Twitter coming from Cal. It wasn't a positive message at all. No, I mean, I use the phrase stepping away as well because that's what Cal put in his tweet, but let's just be clear, like, it's very clearly a suspension that Cal's suspended Cameron Fletcher uh, from the team. I mean, phrasing is one thing in sports. You see it when teams fire coach. Like, didn't they say it was, uh, what, what was it, Stoops parted ways with, uh, Eddie Grant, or whatever it said. It didn't just fly out that he was fired, but he was fired. And that's just, in this same instance, it's a suspension. You know, this is not a deal to me, reading it, that Cameron Fletcher's leaving on his own. Cal, the tweet reads, we have asked Cam Fletcher to take some time and step away from the team. So it's not Cam leaving on his own. Uh, that, that whole message is on Twitter. If you guys want to see it, there's already plenty of stories written that'll put the full quotes in there. But, Sean, I know you said you had a lot to say about this. I'll let you go ahead and uh, start off by saying your piece, and I'll just kind of fill in because I don't know. I mean, I don't have a ton of strong feelings on this. It's obviously not good, but I'll let you uh, kind of take the wheel here and go. Well, it just goes back to, like I said yesterday, that there's there's significant there's a there's a culture problem at Kentucky right now, and I just don't know. Derek, look, this is bad. When this is happening, you're one in five, and now this is like you said it before we started recording. We thought it was done yesterday when Fletcher tweeted the apology. Obviously it wasn't. We have no idea what was said in that moment Saturday. We have no idea what was leading up to that, if something happened at practice last week or what. But I'll say this. It had to be really, really bad for Cal to tweet and do something that he's not done in 12 years at Kentucky. This is this is something that Cal's never done before at all. And we're talking about a situation last year at the end of the season with Ashton Higgins, who was suspended for a game, and they covered it up like he was trying to recover and just been run down. That wasn't the case in that situation. We're not going to get into exactly what that was, but there was a situation last year with him that it's hard to believe that something could be worse than what was going on with that situation and the bad look, but that that's what I'm coming from. This has to be something that was really bad, and it had I don't know, Derek, I'm assuming that it was deeper than what happened in those final two minutes of that game Saturday. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to assume. Just obviously, it's a very public thing. I mean, I, a kid crying on the bench in college is very—you don't really see that ever. I don't think, and you also don't ever see. I've been on Twitter for I think eleven years now. I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment. I don't think I ever remember seeing such a pointed 
tweets from a coach at a player as what Cal wrote. Um, I mean, the last tweet that he had, he said, I talked to Cam and his mother, and they know I care about him and I love him, but they also understand that there are changes that need to be made. It's his job to decide whether he can perform within this culture, both on and off the court. And I think that's the point I wanted to make, Sean, is the tweet before that was talking all about culture that Cal has. I don't know that the co- culture at UK is what Cal thinks it is or what a lot of people – like, I, I think – to me, the culture of Kentucky basketball, at least it has been under Cal, is just getting to the NBA. Everything about this program is about getting to the NBA. I don't think it's – I'm sure Cal would dispute that, and that's his right. He's, he's the one who's there and tries to set the culture uh, and things like that. But uh, the culture to me is you either go to the NBA or you leave up for two years anyway. And we talked about that a lot last night in last night's episode. So what do you think about that? I mean, would you agree, disagree, or – would he would he have done this if it were BJ Boston? No. I don't want to say that he wouldn't, but and that's probably what Cam needs to realize. Maybe that's what he's saying. Like, I mean, I I I, I think we need to call it what it is in sports more than what we do. Like, the best players are always gonna have more of a leash than other players are. We would be remiss if we didn't think that. Well, and, uh, and, and whether people you, want to say it out loud or not, I don't know, but that's just the truth. And I'll tell you this too. I don't know the situation. I don't know exactly what is going on between Cameron Fletcher at practice or at games or with John Calipari or what was said. I don't think any of us know that at this moment. But it's very confusing, Derek, that the night that he played well against Moorhead State, Cal comes out and said he'd never seen anything like that from him, and then he starts in the next game against Richmond. And then since that game against Richmond that he started, his minutes have been just they've disappeared. Like, I'm sure that's not a very good mental spot for a kid to be in. But, and that's the other thing, too. We're we're talking about a time where, you know, mental health is a huge topic. And clearly, this is far beyond all of that, too, Derek. The fact that he would just kind of just dismiss him from the team for the time being and tell him that, say that he has to get some priorities figured out. I don't know that situation. I don't exactly know what's going on. But I'll tell you this, when Kentucky's 1-5 and five and now this happens, this is the darkest days in the John Calipari era at Kentucky right now and is there a lot at the end of the tunnel in this season starting to begin to wonder because when you have something like this happen it makes you wonder what else is going on as well too because I mean there there there's some other issues at Kentucky I I just feel like right now like with the culture I I went into it with you last night and then as soon as we got off hours I was on sources say with Jack and we talked about it for an hour and a half with all the culture problems there that's going on at Kentucky. And like I agree with you. I don't think Cal Cal says it's culture, but I don't think the culture exactly fits exactly what he's saying right now either. I agree with you on that. Yeah. When he asked me about Boston, it reminded me of uh, – this is paraphrasing. I, I had watched a documentary maybe two years ago on Barry Switzer, the former Oklahoma coach, Dallas Cowboys coach, obviously a Hall of Fame football coach. And he was telling a story, I believe it was at Oklahoma – uh, a couple of his players, <laughs> one was a star player, and there were a couple others who weren't so good. But basically, they had climbed up to a water tower, and I don't know what kids were doing in the 70s, but they were apparently pissing off the water tower. And the cops were called because people saw them up there, and they called Switzer, and the cops or whoever told them who the players were, and they said, what do you want us to do with them? And he said, well, so-and-so, you can do whatever you want, but this other guy, he's our best player, so leave him alone. That's more or less what, uh, paraphrasing the story, that's not exactly how it went. But that's what I'm talking about, the long leash. Like, that's how it's always going to be. Whenever, like, B.J. Boston, more than likely, is going to help Calipari win games much more than Cameron Fletcher is. Agree or disagree? Agree. 
Maybe Boston's not the best example right now because he's not playing great. But long run, you'd expect Boston to be. I mean, there's more in the line for Boston. He's a uh, a guy people think should be a top ten pick this year, things like that. I think for Cal's rep, for being the school that gets to do the NBA and prepares you the best, I think there's more riding on Cal for a kid like BJ Boston versus Cameron Fletcher. Well, I'll ask you this. Why did this one go public when so many others did not? Quade Green and all the issues didn't go public. Uh, the issues with Khalil Whitney last year, a lot of people don't know exactly what happened. A lot of people think that Khalil just got his stuff and walked out the door when there's more to it on the other side of it. But why did this go public, Derek? Like, why did Cal come out and tweet this when other times he's kind of come out with a positive message about a kid and all this? Was it because of the moment on the bench Saturday? Because that's not happened at any other point in the Calipari era. Was it a, if you're going to embarrass me in my program, Here's what we're, I'm going to put you in this. I, I don't know. That's that's the part that really makes me think that this had to be something bad. But here's Cal talking about the culture and stuff in his tweet. Derek, it, does the culture need to change at Kentucky? He's sitting here talking. What was it he said that the culture – here, let me find it. He said, we have a culture here that's been built over the last 11 years, and it will not change. Yeah. Well – I would need to know, I guess, what Cal envisions their culture being <clears throat> because how I view it and how he views it is probably much different. But I, I don't know. I mean, this is a weird thing to tweet at this point as he did. I, I don't I don't think it's a great look by Cal, but like you said, maybe we don't know the whole story, and I'm guessing Cam's side of the story would be much different than UK's side of the story, so take it for whatever you want. But – um. Fam, the fan base is turning on John Calipari, Derek. Well, like I mean, it, until they start winning again, this is how it's going to be. Uh, but maybe we're so deep. So what I, what I wanted to say, too, and I was talking to Chris Fisher, my coworker this morning, texting him, and his thing to me was, he said, well, this is also why it's harder to build a program because even the 70th, 70th ranked player in the class thinks they should be playing. And that's what Cal said. I mean, Cal said that Cam was mad that he didn't play more. And I think there's something to that. He, I thought Chris wrote a really good story the other day. Some people took a fist, offense to it. Um, but more or less, that it's just, I think there's a point to that, Sean. It, the way we were talking last night, it was all about Dante Allen and what he was going to do. All right, hypothetically, if Cam doesn't come back and Allen leaves, well, what we're talking about being a, a potential silver lining in this season as you get more kids back next year, well, that's already starting to erode away as well. So I just don't know the way out of it, basically, if uh, – this is how it is. I mean, you better get back to recruiting, you know, the Zions of the world and things like that if you're going to try to keep this going because uh, it's, it is going to be hard to keep many well, kids around, I think. That, that, that's just why I'm coming back to what happened last year with Hagens. I mean, Hagens literally got into an argument with a player on the, in the middle of the floor in one game and then followed it with, you know, some stuff, you know, going public about him after right before the Florida game or a couple of days Actually, I think that came out after the Florida game. So that didn't lead to a tweet. That Well, it did lead to a tweet. It led to something that he was going to sit out and maybe, you know, get himself right and stuff and get ready for the SEC tournament. That's why this is so different. Like, has the 1-5 record hit John Calipari? Like, we saw that Zoom press conference the other day. Derek, is this is this a point to where he even the pressure and all this that's going wrong is kind of getting to him and causing him to be out of character as well? Because this is out of character. I think I think maybe just because, like I said, we haven't seen a tweet 
that way. And like you said, this is not the first time there's been an internal issue in 11 years or whatever of Cal Perry. I mean, there have been other issues. I'm trying to think back. Um, didn't Liggins have a little suspension at one time or something? He had some things he had to deal yeah. with. I think Josh Harrelson got in trouble one time, I think, way back in the day for for tweeting tweeting something. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's not the first time that things have happened, but it is definitely the first time that typically Cal is very – well, it's a different scenario because a lot of these other times it's been kids who have seemed to be making these choices, whereas this tweet was – seemed like the ball was in Cal's court and he told Cam to go away for a little bit. So I do think that it was out of character. I don't. I don't know that it was. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to make of it. But it's. It's not. It's a full blown. You know, just. Uh, it's just bad, Sean. I don't know how else to say it. I don't because we're not covering anything like this before. At least I haven't. I mean, even the NIT year, from what I remember, just watching. You had Nerlens who got injured, but the off court stuff, the on court stuff. Obviously, they didn't start this poorly, but everything about. I mean, yeah, it was a disappointing year that in hindsight was sandwiched in between two two or three, I mean, three really good years, really, in terms of NCAA tournament success. Um, I don't really know what the next thing is, Sean. I mean, if they go out and lose to Louisville next week, I just think it's going to be – I don't know if you can come back from this year. No, this is uh, – Let's mention I mean, what I just said, Dee, because I hadn't realized that until today or what I showed you. Well, I'll say this. Real quick, too. Derek, one and five is not even what we're talking about now. Like we're we're talking right. about deeper problems now than just the record. That's that's the bad thing. Like this this could be a very black eye for John Calipari and his program right now. I mean, certainly, I I, I think that man's losing sleep every single day right now. He he did not look good Saturday after that game. I don't know if it was the Zoom background or what, but he. That before and after picture, that one from when he first got to get, I know it's been 12 years and you age, Lord have mercy. I've aged a ton in 12 years, but he just looks run down, Derek, and it's only six games into this season. Yeah. Yeah, he looks. But, uh, but you found something, though, on the video. Someone sent it to me. Uh, okay. But, yeah, it was sent to me, and it was Terrence Clark where he fouled out, and this is when the thing happened with Cam where he was on the bench, and you could see he was emotional. And Rob Harris, their trainer, covered his face up with a towel. But this is a few minutes after, uh, probably about a minute after. And you see the the CBS camera pans to Clark, and you can see his lips say "Cam left." And he almost asked like it was a question. And he's looking around, and then Cal looks back there, and Cal looks so confused. He does uh, as to what's going on. And so when we're talking about these things, yeah, I don't know what. I don't know if there was more to it than just what we saw Saturday or what, but uh, I don't know. There are other rumors about Fletcher going around, about things he was saying. Um, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, I'll, I'll be curious to see if Cal, how, how he bounces back this season. He, he does seem like a guy who likes well, having his uh, – I mean, at least he talks the way that he likes uh, you know, his upbringing. He was kind of a scrappy kind of guy who – I mean, to his credit, a lot of Cal's backstory is, you know, being at underdog places and overachieving. Well, at Kentucky, you're never in that underdog role. And the difference here is whatever situation you're in, it can easily be said that it's all of your own doing, if that makes sense, as to why you're in the spot. Well, Twelve years into this, like, culture that he likes talking about, this is what happens. Uh, I'll tell you one thing. 
tonight's going to be interesting because John Calipari has his coaches show too, so he has to talk. Oh tonight. yeah, will it be him or Tony Barbie come out? It better be him. That's all <laughs> I'm going to say. You you don't do what you did today, and you don't tweet that without t- taking it yourself. It, it's enough. Like I, I've had enough of it. It's time for him to to be on there talking tonight because honestly, Derek, the fan base needs his voice right now. It doesn't need Tony Barbie. It doesn't need Joel Justice. It doesn't need John Robick or Jay Lucas or anyone. It needs John Calipari to come out, answer questions, and talk. And if you're going to be that open on Twitter, be that open on the show tonight. I just think that's what you need. Talk about transparency. Be transparent tonight. If if this is what it is, talk about it. Yeah, I mean. I'm sorry. I I went a little crazy there. I'm just – I'm referencing, you know, sending Keon to the table Saturday before the coach speaks. I'm referencing not talking after the first loss and then bailing after three minutes at Georgia Tech. No, full hour. No commercials. Don't Don't even take a commercial. Yeah, I guess we'll probably get the media will probably get him again on what, Christmas Eve or Thursday, so maybe Wednesday we'll hear from him. I don't, I'm not seeing anything to the other otherwise because uh, of course Friday's Christmas and won't do any media that day. So yeah. that'll be the next time that it will be Cal will speak to. And I think Tom Leach. I mean, I I love Tom Leach. I grew up listening to him, but he is the in-house. You know, he's paid by UK the JMI. So I do do I think he'll avoid everything altogether? No, but at the same time, I'm not sure. Every question or everything that's said will be uh, will be said tonight. I think maybe a few days from now you'll get some more from Calipari on what's going on. Maybe some tougher questions um, than what he'll field tonight. But no, I, I I do think Tom Leach does a great job on there. But I think you understand what I'm saying. Like yeah, I do. UK is not going to go out of their way to put John Calipari in a bad spot tonight. Is what I'm trying to say. So um, I don't know, Sean. Where do they go from here? What do you? What are some of the things that uh, tonight? If Cal does, and I'm sure he will talk. Just what do you want to hear him say though? That's a good question. I don't know. I don't know what I want to hear Cal say. I think what I want to hear is I, I, I don't want to hear any excuses. I don't want to hear the whole this is hard. No or, excuse or, program. Yes, yeah, they're young and all this stuff. If if you're calling yourself the gold standard and everything else that you've called the program, and it, and it is the gold standard, then then you come out even when times are hard and you talk about it and you figure it out. And I think that's the thing that I want to hear tonight is I don't want to hear any excuses. Uh, they're one and five right now. They're not a good basketball team. They have a lot of issues, and I think if Cal would just say that one time, I'd be fine because certainly there's issues right now. You can't say that everything's fine because it's not right now. Nothing's fine. Uh, but Derek, we've seen situations where players have left in the past and teams have kind of gotten better. And I, I don't want to say that they're better without Cameron Fletcher, but certainly last year. Khalil Whitney, those guys wanted Khalil to stick around. I mean, you kind of heard it when they talked about it and stuff. You heard it with Cal after Texas Tech. We were both there in that in that press room. That team ended up going on a run after that. The team, when Quad A Green left, they went on a run after that. So I'm not going to say that this is the elixir. It's not like Cameron Fletcher walking out the door is the answer, but it depends on how do, how do they rally because now stuff's getting really hard, Derek. Like it, it's been hard, but now it's getting even harder because this program's on blast nationally. It's kind of turned into a laughing stock and a punching bag this year. Uh, I'm going on podcasts that I've never been on before because I know people want to talk about Kentucky basketball, and it's not about because they're good right now. It's because they're bad. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting point. You mentioned some of those other guys who have left. Um, I would say Cam is definitely closer to the Khalil Whitney types as kind of non-factors, I guess, even on a bad team like this. It's kind of a non-factor. Well, 
on this he team. was the question mark going into this team, honestly, because there were the talk of where does he fit into the program and what they do. And that's the part that was really confusing to me, Derek, is why he started the game against Richmond. Because we've not seen anything that resembled what happened against Moorhead State. But here's the other thing. We've not seen anybody resemble who they were against Moorhead State. No, no, we haven't. Um, it's been a long time ago, Sean. It's going to be the last win that Kentucky had by the time they play Louisville, win or lose. It'll have been over a month. <laughs> we've had two holidays since it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's rough. I mean, I don't know. I know we wanted to go on here and do this podcast because it is, I mean, it's breaking news. It's just, you know what I thought of, Sean, when I did this was uh, our friend Ross Dellinger, who's been, if you guys remember him, on Kentucky <laughs> Daily. He, he, during all the cancellations and reporting the news, he would he used to tweet out a bourbon, like a, a just a picture of bourbon, someone drinking bourbon. That's what it made me think of this morning whenever uh, – because he had the whole thing Saturday. It was a story. Then yesterday he tweets the stuff. And then today Cal's like, nah, he's, uh, we've asked him to step away. And it's just like another day in the dumpster fire of Kentucky basketball this season. Well, with that tweet, here's the thing. Like, I could have I could have seen that tweet going a lot of different ways. I definitely could have. Uh, it wouldn't have surprised me if it just said, we have asked Cam Fletcher to step away for some time and reflect on some priorities. Cam's a good kid, and all this. That's what I was expecting. I wasn't expecting the middle of it. Oh, the, yeah. any, any attitude or actions that are detrimental to this team will not be tolerated. And then the whole thing at the end, uh, this hurts our team and all this, and then it's his job to decide whether he can perform with this culture both on and off the court. Uh, I was expecting more of the traditional Cal message that, oh, he's a good kid, I'd love to still have him here, and all this. And that's what I thought we were getting. I had to check the account. Even though it had a Twitter verification mark, I'm like, is this 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 isn't real? No, like this is somebody's got his phone or something. But no, it, it's a legit tweet. So I guess the way I want to wrap this up, unless you just have more to add, is do you think Cameron Fletcher returns to Kentucky this season? Hmm. From the other things, Derek, no, I don't. I don't want to say what those other things are right now, but I, I don't think so. Yeah, it, I'd agree that, with you. It seems like a that's hard for that's hard for anyone to step back into, right? And I would think too, if you listen, I mentioned it last night. Cal talks about the clutter around people. I seriously doubt Cameron Fletcher going home to his family, people who are going to be in his corner. If if what Cal says is true about how hard it is for kids to accept some things and, and accept reality, as he would put it. I doubt going home is going to help, if that makes sense, what I'm trying to say. Like, I'd say it's much more likely that his name's in the transfer portal, like, tomorrow than him coming back. Yeah, <laughs> sure. And I could be wrong on that. I don't know. I mean, maybe, I'll, maybe I will be wrong. I, I don't really know what I hope. It's just, uh, I don't know. I, mean, I think, I think Fletcher, it sounds like Cal's beef with him is that he's nowhere near ready to really help them, but he has the mentality like he should be, and he's trying to avoid any kind of, problems there that would be my guess so cam kind of fits the style of a kid though that we talk about already having a hard time at kentucky anyway not someone who's supposed to be a one and done um someone who you're gonna think most years talented players are going to be recruited so it's always going to be hard for him to find a spot so yeah going off history i'd be a little surprised if he came back but we'll have yeah. to see 
Uh, yeah, I, I just I'm just throwing that out there. I, I would be shocked just given the circumstances. And I think you bring up a good point. He's going home to where people aren't going to say, you know, cow's right. You need to get no. Yeah. It's it's going back to a this isn't the place for you type thing. I'm just assuming that's what's going to be said. Maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? He might even end up at St. Louis playing for Travis Ford for all we know. I mean, that's that's the area of the country he's from. Derek, I'm not going to say that yet. I don't want to throw that out there and make people think that he's done at Kentucky because, uh, by the way, UK didn't send out any press release or anything on that, did they? It's just a tweet. No, not that I've seen, yeah. It's just yeah. a tweet. So it makes you wonder, did that happen at practice this morning too? Did something come about because I mean, he apologized yesterday? But then the other messages that we got too, though, um, it didn't happen this morning. So we'll, I guess we'll find out and see. We'll uh, We'll have John Calipari tonight. As of right now, unless that changes, I'll tell you that. If it changes, it could be bad. Uh, people are not going to be happy if that's someone else. But uh, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up because it sounds like Zoom's acting up on us, Derek. It's echoing on my end. So if you hear that at the end, I apologize. Uh, give a shout-out to the Butcher's <laughs> Pub. If you hear it twice, it's better than once. So the Butcher's Pub, back open yeah. for business. Two locations, one in Palmville, one in Williamsburg, Kentucky. Visit thebutcherspub.com. Check them out on Facebook. Once again, we want to wish you all a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Yep. I'm sure you'll hear more from us before the holiday. Uh, we might even bump up and pre-record Mailbag Friday, Derek, if we can make that fit. Uh, but we'll be back with yeah. more on the next episode of Kentucky Daily. We'll see you then. Introducing Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer. Blending the smooth, creamy nitro taste of Guinness with hints of coffee, chocolate, and caramel. Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer, your new favorite part of the day. Look for it where Guinness is sold. Must be 21 and over to purchase. Please enjoy responsibly. Diageo Beer Company, New York, New York.